Hello everyone, welcome to yet another episode of the Deep ABA podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being part of this journey of understanding the behaviors of our children and how they can be modified to help them be productive in the society that they are in. Today, we're going to discuss about crying. And many of you must be wondering why are we discussing about crying? Is crying a behavior? We're going to discover in this episode. So join me on this episode. So before we talk about crying, let's remind ourselves what a behavior is. A behavior consists of repeated actions that have impact on society. So for example, if a child has a behavior of throwing things, the throwing things is the behavior because it happens frequently and it has an impact on society because he can hurt somebody or he can be removed from the classroom or from the playground. So that is a behavior. And ABA is the study of analyzing, understanding and modifying behavior. ABA stands for applied behavior analysis. So let's go back to crying. Crying can be both physiological and behavioral. What do I mean by this? By physiology, it means your body has been wired to cry for you to survive or for you to be alive. For example, when a baby is first born, they are shocked and stressed by the events of delivery. They open their mouths in distress and take a deep breath to fill the lungs with air. As air passes through the vocal cords in the throat, they produce a sound and that's what we call the first cry. So in this instance, the cry is actually helping them to survive because if they did not make that first cry, it might mean that they did not take the first breath. And without the first breath, obviously we know the baby might either die or go on to develop uh, complications. So initially when a baby is born, they use crying to communicate. So they can communicate that they are hungry, lonely, uncomfortable, sad, or they're sick. And with time, a parent learns how to decode the baby's crying. So he, a parent will know when a baby is crying because they're hungry. It's a different cry when they're lonely and it's a different cry when they're sick. And so again, crying here is used as a means of survival because if you don't communicate that you're hungry, you might actually die or you might actually get sick. So crying in this instance is used as a way to communicate that something might be wrong and if it is not corrected, my life might be in danger. However, children quickly learn that crying brings about a desired response. Children quickly learn that when they cry, mommy or daddy rushes to their room Kisses them, cuddles them, hugs them, and gives them what they want. And so any smart child, and all children are smart, will learn that crying brings about something that they love. And this is a parent's attention. And so sometimes crying moves from being a physiological function to a behavioral function, such that children may end up crying even when they don't necessarily have a physiological need because they want to get the attention of their parents. In this instance, crying has become a behavior and the response of the parent has become a reinforcer. So the more you respond, the more they will cry or the more frequently they will cry. 
Before we go on how to modify the crying as a behavior, let's talk about which crying is dangerous, okay? If your child has a high-pitched cry, that's a dangerous cry. High-pitched cry means maybe your child has what we'd call a normal voice tone, but this time you hear them screaming at a very high pitch. That could mean the child is in danger. They could be having an infection called meningitis. So do not ignore a high-pitched cry. If your child is crying like a cat, you know, those of you who have cats around, when they make sounds like meow, 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 if you hear a child making a cry like that, that's a dangerous cry. Do not ignore that cry. If your child is crying uncontrollably and nothing seems to be solving the situation, you try to change the diaper, you try to feed them, you try to keep them warm, you cuddle them, and they're still crying, that means something could be wrong. And a good cry or a normal cry should be able to stop once the need has been met. So if the cry is unsuitable or unstoppable, that's a cry to worry about. If your baby is crying and no tears are coming out, that is a cry to take seriously because it could mean that they are dehydrated. So normally when a baby cries, tears should come out. So if the child is crying but there are no tears, you should be worried about that type of a cry. If a child is crying and the sound they're producing is a raspy and breathless sound, it sounds like things are scratching in his throat, in his or her throat, or the child is crying and then breathless, crying and then having to take a breath. That is a dangerous cry because it could mean the child is having an infection of the throat, something we call croup. So do not ignore that cry. So having said which cries should not be ignored, let's go on to learn about how we can know when a child is using crying as a behavior to influence the outcome. So newborns can use crying as a tantrum. Because they don't know how to communicate, they don't know how to talk, they don't know how to say what it is they want, how to communicate that they are frustrated or overwhelmed or angry. So they use crying as a tantrum. And this can progress even up to four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-olds. They may use crying as a way to express that they are overwhelmed. Remember, a tantrum is merely an expression that I am overwhelmed in my feelings and I do not know how to express that. So if you find that your child is crying and there is no explainable cause, the child is not sick, the cry does not meet the criteria of a dangerous cry, the child is not cold, the child is not lonely, the child is not hungry, the child is not wet, then it may mean that your child is using crying as a way to communicate that they are overwhelmed or frustrated by their feelings, otherwise known as a tantrum. So, if you notice that this crying only stops when a specific reward is given, and this reward is not a basic need. So, for example, the child cries, and the only way this crying will stop is when you give him a, a candy, or a toy, or a pacifier, things that are not basic needs, things that are not necessary for the survival of the child. Then it could mean that the child is actually using crying as a tantrum. So how can you help such a child to find alternative ways of expressing their frustration? So you first thing you do, you make sure that the baby is not in danger. So make sure the baby is 
safe if they're in a cot make sure the cot is locked make sure the the, the cot bumpers are in place make sure they're surrounded by soft pillows or there could be in a carpet or they could be in a playpen somewhere where they cannot roll over or fall over or hurt themselves go to the child but do not touch the child and do not give the token that you suspect the baby wants whether it's a toy uh, um, you know candy or pacifier Go close to the child, but do not touch the child and do not hand over the token. You can hold the baby or rub the baby or assure them of your presence or love. And you can gradually increase the time between the first cry and your response. So for example, if typically immediately a child cries, you quickly run and give hand over the token, whether it's a toy or candy. The first day, Take about 30 seconds before you go there. Second day, a minute. Third day, one and a half minutes. So gradually, the child will learn to find alternative ways of getting or communicating what their frustration is. If these are children who have learned how to point, encourage them to point to what they want. If these are children who can make a sound, encourage them to make a sound that is similar to what they want. So if it's a ball, a sound like b, b is acceptable. So that's how you can learn how uh, to modify uh, the behavior of a child who is using crying as a means of expressing frustration or as a means of getting a token that is not necessarily a basic need. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We are going to uh, be giving you episodes every week. So we're going to start with the neonatal series or the newborn series. So this week we talked about crying. Next week we're going to talk about another aspect of newborns. Join us every week to learn more about behavior and how we can modify behavior to the benefit of the child and the society at large. Follow up, follow us on www.diffaba.co.ke or on Twitter at Marvelous Disabilities or on Facebook at Marvelous Disabilities. Till next time, I'm Dr. Kerubo. See you.